and we have great news and a big change from last year. Instead of one line, we'll have four lines for everybody to go for food a lot quicker. So I look forward to all of you being there on November 12th. Christmas is right around the corner, and here at RLCC, we care about the community around us. Our goal is assistance for 80 children this year. With your help, we can make that happen. So make a donation in the month of November and December to RLCC Christmas, and together we will bless those 80 children within our community. January 5th through the 7th, the Vine will be heading back to Gatlinburg, Tennessee for TCTC. TCTC, otherwise known as the Tennessee Christian Team Weekend Retreat for Youth. There are always cool bands, amazing speakers, and they always get the opportunity to explore downtown Gatlinburg and the Smokies. The current price is $95. Final deadline for registration will be December 1st. There will also be an additional price for lodging. We will determine that once we You can pay via the church website under the Give tab, or you can pay via check. Make it out to RLCC Youth with TCTC on the memo. One, two, one, two, three, four, five, six.
Good, everybody here. It's definitely flannel season, and I'm not going to stop wearing them till like mid-March. So <laughs> happy to see that. Um, if you will value on the Lord into this house, dear God, thank you so much for this day you've given us. Thank you is the name of the season. Everything you do for us. Thank you for this house that we can come into worship you this morning. Thank you for all the people that made it here to lift up your name and gave us all those years ago, and let us now just say the prayer that he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses that pass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory. One. Two, intro, two, three, four. Verse one.
Sing your praise will 
whenever I have communion meditation, I try to make it topical by relating particular Sunday specials. This time I was having trouble thinking of what made this week different. It's kind of too early, else Halloween was last week, so I can't really do that. Um, so I asked my mom. Um, that's what she's there for, you know, answer questions. Um, and she's great. She uh, said time change, and I thought, you know, that works. Uh, you know, I feel like, especially growing up, the time change was a kind of race to see who would nurse and then rush to, you know, tell all their friends and, uh, you know, it would kind of be fun, like, hey, time change. It was always great to see that look of realization wash across somebody's face. It wasn't a huge deal, but it was fun. Our time today, maybe we should ask ourselves what we should be doing with our extra hour this week. James 4, 13, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow? What is your life? You are a mist, vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. They make schemes, all such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it. We take our time to remember. We remember what Jesus did for us. We remember maybe we take that thought and we take our extra time and we run around and we tell our friends. Because that sad, beautiful, exciting thing is the thing that is most worth remembering and the most worth sharing. Know what tomorrow holds. But Jesus gave us the gift that means we don't need to. Please bow your heads. We take this time to remember you. As we take up these emblems, bless them as reminders. Please lead us according to your plan and us to trust in you. Help us to use our time wisely. And thank you for your grace and mercy, even when we fail at that. Amen. As we come to our time of offering, let us remember God's blessings. Please pray with me. God, the countless blessings you have given us. As we take this opportunity to give back, we lift you up in worship. Please take this offering and bless and further your will. Our heavenly name we pray. Amen. Good morning. It was a beautiful morning, wasn't it? Starting to feel like fall, and and I decided this week I was going to change gears. I don't normally preach on holidays, but I'm going to. So, we're going to have to switch gears and talk about being grateful. 
being thankful. And, and I think we have a lot to be thankful for. And can you believe is our Thanksgiving meal here where we take all these chairs out of here and we turn this into a, a dining room. And, and if you signed up to, for a turkey or a ham, please go downstairs after church and pick it up so we can eat it next week. Dee will be there for you. And, and, and she said she's got some, you know, some pre-selected things she needs, but you can bring whatever you want to, especially banana pudding and butterscotch pie. <laughs> bring it, we'll eat it. So we're going to talk about being thankful, and, and today I want to talk about being why we thank the Lord. I thank the Lord because we thankful to the Lord. Well, I was reading all the kinds of thankful stories, and I came across one about Abraham Lincoln, and, and they went into his office, and, and he said, well, what can I do for you, madam? And she placed a covered basket on his desk. Now, can you imagine that in today's world? And she said, Mr. President, I've come to not to ask any favor for myself or anyone else. I heard you were very fond of cookies, so I came to bring you a basket of cookies. And I had that story in my sermon, and this morning there was a lady came in at 8.30, and she brought me three bags of fresh-baked cookies. What's the chances of that? Oh, for that. And there's something nice about somebody giving you a gift to show thankfulness, isn't it? To say thank you. Not or because it's Christmas or, or whatever, but because they just want to say thank you. Isn't that nice? And then they bring do, you know. But as Christians, we're very well aware of the important attitude how we should live out Thanksgiving. I mean, Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians 5 that, that in everything to give thanks. Sometimes that's hard. But everything we should give thanks because it's the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It's the will of God for you to be thankful. That's hard, though, sometimes. Sometimes be thankful for, for what's going on. And I wonder if some people think God is sort of a business. You know what I'm talking about. They, they, they enjoy the good things that God has blessed them with, and, and they want those gifts to continue, hoping that they will continue to be blessed. Kind of like telling your kids, you know, what do you That way they know they'll get one again the next time. I got some grandkids at home that when I come home with them cookies, cookie, 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 they'll say, you're welcome. You know, of the pagans in the ancient times, pagans were concerned about keeping the gods happy and keeping them appeased. Time to time, they would offer sacrifices, sometimes even human sacrifices, to hold off the anger of their gods and to ensure that they were it was a what's in it for me type of religion. What, do, what, what can I do? But Christianity is not supposed to be a, a what's in it for me religion. The Bible views thanksgiving overflow of gratitude for all that God has given us. Thanksgiving is not self-centered. It's God-centered. That's hard to imagine, isn't it? When we think about thanksgiving as a holiday... And we all got a favorite part of the meal, don't we? We think about, you know, the hash brown casserole or the stuffing or parties. We don't think about we should be thankful to God 
In the Bible, it's the book of Psalms that Thanksgiving is really stressed. We're specifically written for the purpose of giving thanks to God. And many more include the words of Thanksgiving, but these 16 were specific. And, and the, you know, 16 of them. Think about that. They were, half of them were about blessings for everyone to enjoy. So eight of those 16. And then the other half really being thankful. And in them we get a glimpse of David and others giving thanks to God for things that happened in their person. And Psalms 116 is one of the individual thanksgivings. It's a personal psalm. You could have David, but it doesn't say so. Whoever it was, it was someone time. You ever had one of those? A difficult time? Maybe you're going through one right now. And sometimes in those difficult times. And this psalmist thinks about what God has done for him and his heart overflows. He can't help but be thankful. And that's how we should be. We should look at our blessings in our life and we You know, Psalms 116 actually has two parts. In the first half, the psalmist, he's, he's of God and lists the many ways God has blessed him. And then in the second half, the psalmist tells how he responds to those blessings. 16, and it begins with these words, I love the Lord for. Why I love the Lord. Have you ever done that? For. In the 19th century, there was a young English girl named Elizabeth Barrett. She suffered semi-invalidity. For, for many years. And then she met a man whom she, she came to love very deep named Robert Browning. And her love for him was expressed through her writing of poetry. Very few people actually read it, you know, when they force you to in school you do. But, but put her husband in sonnets from the 40s, which I lost that one right off. Really? But that time of you... But I think the words she wrote will sound familiar. She said, how do I love thee? Let me. And a lot of you can finish that. You can found. She went on to describe her husband. And that's what the psalmist does in, in Psalm 116. Why does he love the Lord? Let him count the way. Because he heard my voice. I love the Lord for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned on him as long as I live. Now think about that. He's saying, when I spoke, I paid attention to what I had to say. And that's not always what we do, is it? As a father, five, and my son's 14, and I have grandchildren, and you'll be in the middle of something. You know what I mean? You'll be, you'll be working TV, and they come up and say, hey, Dad, hey, Dad, hey, Dad, I got something to tell you. And you say, no, wait just a minute. Give me, give me five minutes and I'll come to you and you can tell me. And then you never go and have that conversation. You ever done that? Give me, give me five minutes. And then you never go and do it. And when it hit me the hardest was one time Jacob came up to me and he said, he said, Dad, Dad, I want And as he's walking away, he said, he never comes. He was right. And as I've gotten older, I try to be better about it, but I often fail. The psalmist is saying, 
That's not what it's like with God. Listens to our prayers. He pays attention to us. John said this in 1 John 5. He said, the confidence, this is the confidence that we have in according to his will. He hears us. He doesn't always give us the answer that we want. Always got everything you asked your mom and dad for. <clears throat> if you did, you're spoiled. But there was, and we weren't happy with being told no. Well, you think your heavenly father's going to tell you yes for anything you asked for? No. But he still listens. He hears your request. And, you know, giving thanks to God should have heard our prayers and he answers them. Maybe not always when or, or how we expected it to be, but he does answer it. Love and, and thank the Lord is this. Because he saved you. Three through six. The cords of death entangle me. The anguish of the grave come over me. I was sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. And the Lord is gracious and righteous. Compassion. The Lord protects the unwary. And when I was brought low, he saved me. We don't know who, who wrote this psalm. But it's certainly easy to picture David as the author from King Saul. And, but, but whoever the psalmist was, he remembered the problems he'd had in the past. And we should remember that, that God has pulled you through. See, all too often we get focused on that valley we were in. And we forget that we came out of that valley. God was on our side. We forget it. We forget. Uh, we focus so much on the low. It's the whole forest. You can't see the forest for the trees thing. But if we would, we got through it, and that God used it to make us better, to get me through that. See, this psalmist, he'd been through some terribly painful. He did what most of us would do in similar circumstances. He cried out and prayed God. He said, God, save me. And his prayer was answered. Delivered his soul. We see that in the next two verses. Return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. Me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. He's saying he didn't die. I got through it. And he firmly believes that God stepped into the picture and snatched him from the jaws of death. And he's thankful. Not just thankful, he's... How many of you can remember singing the song, Count Your Blessings? One by one. The psalmist here is just going that. He's... He's reflecting on all the things God has done from him. And we need to do the same. Be real for a minute. It's a lot easier to find and list your complaints, isn't it, than the Lord. I think our human mind is just wired that way. We can walk into a building whether or a church, and we can find something wrong with it immediately, can't we? Can't we? I can have a meal at a restaurant, but my green beans might not be salty enough, and I'm upset. Like there's not. Listen, the truth is, there's something to complain about. But if you'll take the time and look, there's a lot more to be thankful for. I mean, we live in the land of plenty, don't we? in this country stagger the imagination 
But sadly, we have a tendency to be complacent and not very thankful. How many of you took a hot shower? Please tell me you took a shower. At least last night. Places they don't even have water. And you have hot water. You just turn the knob. Think about it. To be in this country. You know, we read about Solomon, this very rich man. You wish you could have that kind of wealth for yourself. But with all the gold that Solomon had collected, he didn't have electricity in his house. He didn't own an air conditioner. And he lived in Egypt. And desert. He lived in Israel. You think about all those things. Not a cool place to live. He didn't have any air conditioning. Or he didn't have indoor plumbing. He, he never drove an airplane. And I bet he never had any banana pudding or a home-baked cookie. Solomon got cold. You know, when he got a cold and was sick, he couldn't run down to CVS and get some NyQuil to help him sleep at night. And we complain. We complain. Yeah, I can think of, we have more luxuries surrounding us that we consider ordinary than the ancient world ever dreamed of having. When we consider the, the many could have driven to our knees in thanksgiving, count your many blessings, name them one by one. So what do we really learn from this? And how do we apply it to us today? Look, psalmist response to God. You know, in, in Psalms 116, the psalmist blessings, and he knows that he doesn't deserve them. And he wants to express gratitude, so he asks this question. How can his goodness to me? Have you ever thought about that? You're busy asking him for stuff. How can I repay the Lord? Well, he begins to answer 13. He says, I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. One of his children. I'll call him Father. There was this ace, and one morning, and she stepped out on a, a beautiful fall morning, and, and the atheist saw the brilliant sunlight peeking through the haze, and the frost on the brightly colored leaves falling to the ground. It's a beautiful sight, isn't it? And she was filled with a sense of beauty of this world, and she said, I'm so thankful. I'm and her Christian friend was smart enough to say, grateful to whom, my dear? Who are you grateful to? Something inside us that, that needs to give thanks. To give thanks to God. It has to. It's the one who does something especially nice for us. You should at least be able to say thank you. We're reminded of the ten lepers in Luke 7. But only one of them bothered to come back and say thank you to Jesus. We wonder why anybody could receive such a blessing and not only give thanks, but not, not, they, they just keep on walking. But we've seen it many, many times in the church. People come when, when their health is failing, diagnosis of a disease, or their heart trouble, or, or their, their marriage is on the rocks. All of a sudden they start coming to church, and then if they start to get, to get better, they never come back. They just needed God for a band-aid. They weren't there to say thank you. They were there, it was... It, and I'm glad they come. I hope they got something out of it while they were here. 
but that happens so often. I wonder how anybody could receive such a blessing like that. To be healed for something or, or a relationship and not give thanks for it. But most of us only have to look at ourselves to understand how that could happen. We can look at us. How often do we fail to express our gratitude to God? I heard about a little girl who was at the dinner table because her mom put spinach on her plate. She just couldn't stand spinach. And her mom, but she did force her to eat the spinach. And when it was over, the little girl asked if she, she could after she gave thanks. You can get up and go play, but you've got to give thanks for the food. Well, the little girl sat there for a long time and pouted. I can just see it. I know little girl. And finally, she, she, she bowed her head and said, God, thank you for not letting that spin. In Jesus, you know. the attitude that Paul had in mind when he wrote 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you. But thanksgiving is more than just expressing our thanks to God. It includes declaration. Twice the psalmist says, I don't know, you know, this is the second time. This morning it did. My notes went away. Isn't that wild? I'm going to blame it on Kenny's not up there right now, but I'm going to blame it on him anyway. So, anyway, next slide, because this thing's not working. We're going to have a long talk with it this week. Twice, it says, I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Twice. You see, Thanksgiving is not merely, or occasionally treating him with courtesy or respect. It's not setting aside a special day to do and watch a parade or a ball game, and, and somewhere along the way we stop to say thanks to God. We as Christians ought to be aware more than any others of the important way that we live. By the way we live our life. And this thing life, please. Paul reminds us in 1 Corinthians 6, Do you, well, the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God, you are not your own, you were bought with your body. The way you live is how you tell God thank you. Thing is real thanksgiving without dedicated living. And taking communion and putting something in the offering box. It's a way of life. Do you act the same way at home? That you? That's a good question, isn't it? Is your life saying, God, I'm thankful for your sins? Is it reflective in your relationship, your spouse, your kids, your mom, your dad, your co-workers? The people you is it thankful living? Is it? There's no such thing as, in fact, Thanksgiving incomplete unless you turn it into thanks living. The way you live your life, praise with our lips, there must also be praise in our lives. And I need another slide. The living in our lives is important. And the way we do that is what Psalm, the earth, the Lord's, and everything in it. Everything is His. When we remember that, we're able to acknowledge that everything we own has been given on us on a loan. That house you live in, it's yours for a little while. 
before long, somebody else is going to live. Here's a story of a poor man who was, and he thanked the baker, but the baker said, don't thank me, thank the miller who made the flour. So he went to the miller and he thanked me, thank the farmer, he grew the wheat. And the farmer said, don't thank me, thank the Lord, he gave me the soil and the sunshine and caused it to grow. What are we thankful for? Everything we own, we ultimately receive from God. It says in James 1, 7, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does in shadows. A preacher by the name of David Hahn said, Last Thanksgiving, my wife and I drove to our daughter's home for the holiday. We turned onto the street baskets with his best friend next door. We pulled up in front of the house. I heard six-year-old Ethan's voice yelling, Grandpa! From the door, I stepped into the leaping body with arms out. Grandpa, he said, I'm so glad you're here. Wonderful, that And he goes on, he says, that was a great welcome. How different it would have been if Ethan had just walked up, put his arms around my waist, said, Grandpa, rescue hero in a Hot Wheels truck. He went on to say, of course I would have loved him, but the would have still been there. So my question to you is, let's turn the scene towards us. The Father stretches out his arms to us. So here for you. For you today. Are you your complaints? Or does he want to hear, I'm so glad you're a part of my What is your response going to be? Stands there with his arms wide open. And you're standing before What are you going to say? Are you going to say, well, why didn't he? Oh, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. For the blessings of my family, my friends, my church. Thank you for loving me enough that you were willing to die for me for, and bleed so that I could come to you today. Worth every day. Our Heavenly Father is always waiting for His children to come up and say, Oh, I'm so glad you're here. I love you. What's it going to be? Accept Jesus for who Jesus is and what He did. that he loved you enough that he offered up his one and only are you are you ready to, to give up yourself and live in a way that pleases him you have to make that choice and if you life to Jesus you can do that today sing this song and confess the Lord of your life hey receive the Holy Spirit and then walk with a new sense of thanksgiving because he saved you. You did what you couldn't do for yourself. Clean all of those things that you're ashamed of and gives you a new start. It doesn't get any better than that, does it? We all have things. We all have skeletons. God who 
you've already done that, but you still not thankful. Sing this song. You, you can rededicate your life. You can come up here if you want to, and we where you're standing. But let go of yourself. Realize how blessed you are. Let's count our blessed stars with the salvation of our soul. is found in Jesus and righteousness and I trust the sweetest frame but only trust in Jesus coming out and worshiping with us. Isn't it great to be in the Lord's house? Let's just right. Thank you, Lord. So there are lots of things coming up. Don't forget next week we got saving coming. We get to stuff ourselves and I will eat your food. But hey, listen, what really matters is live the life that we say that we are. We call ourselves real life. It's where we live our real life of Christianity together in this world that needs. It may not make you the most popular person, but it'll make you right with the Lord. And, and we can change this world for the good. One going out and being the church outside these doors, not in here, out there. Lots of stuff about to come up. And I'm going to say this real quick. I'm not doing announcements anymore like I used to, but I'm going to say coming up. Lots of it. we got WCC Christmas coming up where we, we want to help at least kids signed up to get gifts. So your donations towards that, if you designate it, will help those kids. We do it all in the name of Jesus. Samaritan's Purse, they're packing boxes downstairs. And if you want to stay, you can eat pizza and help them pack boxes. Sandy said she'd use all the help she could get. So, let's go be the church. I'll be up here for a little while afterwards if you want to come and talk to me. And please be nice. All right. All right, Kenny, you dismiss.
please bow your heads with me. Thank you for everything. Thank you for this day. Thank you for the message. Thank you for we can be thankful. Thank you for your son, and thank you for the life that you give us. Please be with us as we go about our week, and just be with us as we live our lives for you. Amen.